Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by elevatebooks.com. Hello and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcasts. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the Elevate series. To find out more about them or any of the other authors from the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com where you'll find a bunch of additional information and plenty of high-value free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. So today we're speaking with Cherie Shefkit. Now, Cherie, if you haven't met her before, is a counsellor hypnotherapist, mindset coach, psych K practitioner, author, and if that wasn't enough, she's also an entrepreneur. Now, with over 16 years experience working in mental health, she's actually helped clients change their lives by coaching them to find the source of their obstacles and to find their own strategies. The end result is improved relationships, finding their purpose, building a stronger resilience to adversity, and developing a better understanding of their self-identity. Sheree is on a mission to help people reclaim their personal power by recreating who they would like to be. She achieved this by teaching them to dismantle the layers of self-limiting beliefs and values and set goals for a fulfilling future. Sheree has also authored a children's book about empowerment and runs workshops and online programs and retreats. So please join me in welcoming today, Cherie. Hello, Cherie. Hello, Ben. How are you? I'm really well. How are you doing? Good. Very excited to be here. I'm excited. I'm going through your chapter here in your incredible book, uh, Elevate Your Results. And inside this book of yours, you've written this uh, just amazing life journey you've been on far out. If the listeners have not picked up your book, Elevate Your Results, uh, I strongly advise that they do that. And uh, I was just, I was, I don't know, lost for words. I was reading what what shaped you as an individual. But I, I guess before we jump into all of that, uh, for the listeners out there who haven't sort of met you before, and I know one of the things that you get really passionate about is this concept of uh, midlife identity work or this transition that people go through. So tell me, why are you so inspired by that? I think because um, we are sold this fairytale life that, um, you know, you, you go to school, you go get a job, you got, might get married, find a partner, have children, get a house, and, um, and then that's it, you, you're done. <laughs> you know, a checklist. <laughs> that's right, the checklist. And, uh, and what happens and what I find is that people do all that checklist, this invisible checklist, or they might not even get through that checklist. You know, they might not even get to their, their, that dream career or they might not find that partner and they think they're not successful in life because they didn't either complete that list or they complete that list and they think, is that all there is? I'm, I'm still not, I don't feel this, this illusion of happiness. And, uh, and so they, they come to me because they're like, well, what's, what's wrong? I did what I was supposed to do <laughs> or I didn't, have children I didn't find that partner so I'm just you know I'm nothing I'm insignificant now so that's um, the major thing that people go through and then they start to experience you know anxiety because they might not achieve that uh, that um, standard that they that we I, I guess we we strive for and uh, or they go through depression because they completed that list and they think well I'm still not satisfied 
So, um, and that's why people come to me and then I think, okay, well, what's going on here? Well, why are people, you know, still holding on to this still fairy tale that we've been sold from our childhood and doesn't exist, you know? And so it's about changing that. Why, why do you think people aren't? I mean, I know you've been working in this field for a very long time. You've served thousands of people over the years. What is it about why? Why do we end up here? Why do you think we're, we're hitting this checklist? It's all done. We've got the white picket fence and here we are, but there's this emptiness. What, what's missing? Because I think people think it's a destination, like you have to go from A to B to C, and it doesn't work like that. Life is not is not so structured um you know um you know you see my story things happen in life you don't you don't plan for that and um and then i think when when things don't go according to plan there's this sense of emptiness and uh we've been sold that happy ever after story that doesn't really exist it's it's meant to be happy every day it's meant to be finding joy in every day nice happy every day not happily i like that one oh yeah now, I know, I know there'd be listeners online right now who haven't actually picked up a copy of your book yet. Um, and you just mentioned there about your story. Do you want to share a little bit about just some of those, those, those big moments that shaped your destiny? I guess so. Um, I was one of those people that knew exactly what I wanted to do since I was like around 12, I think. I think it was like, really, I wanted to help people. I just knew it. So I started doing voluntary work at the age of 14 um, at an aged care home. And uh, as soon as I turned 16, they allowed me in the social work department. Uh, so I was a, my job was to um, uh, speak to um, the residents and find out if there's anything, if they're declining in, in their mental health at all and, and uh, report back to, the, to the, social, the lead social worker. So I had that job at 16, so I knew exactly where I wanted to go, had the map sorted out, you know, and then, you know, I did the whole thing, but, you know, had bought my first investment house at the age of 20. Uh, you know, um, got married, uh, bought a couple more investment properties, had the children, um, had a great career and, you know, thought I had it all planned out. And then, uh, you know, something happened in my life and, um, you know, I had almost two near-death experiences. And I was like, okay, so that was a bit of a wake-up call for me because I was like, if I did die in those moments, would I have been really satisfied with my life? Mm. I did I did what I was supposed to do, <laughs> you know, did all the, had the holidays and, you know, thought I did well for myself, but it wasn't, that wasn't success for me. It was more than that. It was like, I was just trying to get through the day, the, the week, thank God it's Friday, <laughs> you know, and then, uh, you know, can't wait for my next holiday. And then after the next holiday, it's playing the next holiday. And uh, I love my career. I love my family. Well, that wasn't the problem. It was more the fact that I was just so fixated on this list that I had and, and it wasn't enough. And I thought if I did die, would I have been satisfied? And I, and I wouldn't have been satisfied at that moment. Mm. I mean, you did have two very intense near-death experiences. I think people talk about near-death experiences in a variety of different ways. I think uh, for sure the ones that you've been through are, are quite intense. Yeah. And with that wake-up call, those two times, you say that you had a, you know, your family life was great, your relationship was great, you had the, the kids, the job and everything. So for you then, what was, what did, what did you find was missing? What did, what did you go out there and, and transform as a result of those experiences? 
Yeah, it's a good question, Ben. It was, I think it's, um, I forgot to have fun. <laughs> In the process. Oh, no. it's the, it, it was that it was um uh, I tried to be perfect in every way and I, I'd, I'd come home from work and I would change into my home clothes you know and then I'm like I've got to cook dinner clean up I've got to do it and I'm just gonna get through the day and I just it wasn't me I forgot who I really was and that was mm. I'm, I'm a fun person I'm a bit childish sometimes and why, why did I forget about who I really was deep inside? And because um, I was had this belief that, you know, when you're an adult, you have to grow up. Mm. You're going to put your childish things away and be this responsible person. I was still responsible. Obviously, I'm a mum. But, you know, why can't I still have fun? Why do, do I have to wait till Friday to have some fun, <laughs> you know? So, um, so yeah, it's, like it's Monday today and it's, no different to Saturday for me now. It's just different because I, it's not about being structured. We might eat, have a picnic tonight for dinner. I don't know. You know, let's just have fun. Got it. So it's about infusing more fun into the whole. Yeah. Why is it, do you think, that people go through these, these midlife identity transitions? Like, mm. Because they're trying to please other people or society or have this expectation put on them. And uh, they don't, they just go for the motions of life. And what I find is that people sweep things under the rug all the time. And then what happens is that the rug's really dirty. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and they're like, this is too hard now. It's too hard. So I find people like, well, I'm in an unhappy relationship, but I've been in this relationship for, you know, 25 plus years. I can't, I can't leave. So like, I can't think about myself now. I have to stay in this relationship. Mm. Um, or I've been in this job for like so long. So I can't leave this job because I've invested so many years. I'm waiting for that gold watch, you know. So it's this expectation that, you know, I've invested so much. I can't think about my own um, happiness or joy anymore because, you know, it's too late now. So if, if I'm sitting there listening to you talk right now and I'm thinking to myself, far out, I, I, I'm striving for this checklist and I'm actually already noticing that I'm unfulfilled and I don't want to wait any longer. What do you normally recommend to people? Where, where do they start? I mean, I know you've had an incredible history in working in mental health and you've no doubt seen it all. What, what, what does the average person out there right now do to stop ending up at this place? Throw that checklist for one. Throw that checklist. Throw it away. You don't need it. <laughs> it's um, it's an illusion. Um, and just and and write a new checklist. Write the checklist that you were born to to write. Set your intentions. You know about what you really want. You know, um, if you don't set your your intention, how how you know what you what you really want in life, and what's going to really give you that joy. You know, is it is it that job that you've been working for the last 20 something years? Is it really giving you joy? Because what I find, and I get this comment all the time, like I might finish work maybe at 11, 11, 11 o'clock at night. Everyone goes, Oh, are you tired being working clients all day? I go, No, I'm still full of energy. <laughs> you know, it's because I love what I do. And you should feel the same way. You know, if you don't love what you do, then there's something wrong. If you come home, and another thing I get to hold is that, oh, I don't want to go home to my husband or my wife. Oh, they drain me. And I'm like, well, there's something wrong there. You mm. should be excited to come back to, to see your family every night, not this dread 
there's something going on there. So your life should be full of joy, not this, oh, you know, this discomfort that people often have. So, so your starting point you're saying then is for, for the listeners to sit down and write a new list. How do they begin that list? What's the, like if they're completely lost right now, is there a process I can follow? Like what can I do? About reinventing who you really are because, well, like I said, we, um, I didn't realise how programmed we are as, as human beings. And uh, when you... Um, dismantle all those layers you think oh what is it that who I like and that's what I, I, I found with myself I'm like I'm this imperfect goofy something like my, my kids call me oh you're so extra mom sometimes and I'm like well that's me you know I'm not this I'm not trying to be perfect I'm not trying to be this person I'm not you know and um and I think people put on this persona in life and that's been handed down by you know maybe family or teachers or society they don't know how to get rid of that. So it's really about, you know, um, unpacking all that first. What is it that you don't, what's well, not longer serving you, get rid of it, you know. And you, you talk about this whole concept of dismantling these self-limiting beliefs. Mm. Tell me more about that. What, 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 do you, what, is the, what does that mean for the, the listener who hasn't been exposed to personal development before? What does that actually mean? I think it's a big one. Uh, oh, no, I, I found the same way. I was like, wow, I'm so programmed, all these beliefs that I've been carrying on for such a long time. And it's it's really difficult for someone who hasn't done personal development to see that. So it's a gradual process. It's not, okay, well, today we're just going to get rid of all your self-limiting beliefs. It's about really getting them to really acknowledge that they have self-limiting beliefs first um, because you don't realise how many you have <laughs> that you've just okay. sort of adopted along the way it's not even my belief where did I get this from for one and um and just so I get my clients to first spend a couple of days just acknowledging that they have a self-limiting belief and how many they have and write a list of all the ones that they have like what is it like oh they're like oh well the ones that keep ruminating in my head is that I'm I don't love myself I'm not good enough or um you know May doesn't grow on trees and all these other self-limiting beliefs that's when we start to look at them and then start with the process of, of uh, changing our self-limiting beliefs to a positive statement. So, so if I'm sitting there and I want to start to identify these self-limiting beliefs, so these things I believe about myself that hold me back, what, where do I begin? Do I just start listening into my thoughts or like is there, how do I find them? Yeah, it's about having that stillness. And I, I use, um, I like mindfulness a lot. And um, it's which is really a wrong word to be honest. <laughs> it's not really about mindful, isn't it? Um, but um, I always say, like, you know, go to a cafe, you know, pour yourself a cup of coffee, get coffee or tea or whatever you want to drink, and just sit there in silence and just just listen to all the the stuff that's going around and just um, you know take that sip of your, your your drink, the texture of it and the taste, and just switch off and then start to see what's really, who you really are, like who, when you get that clarity about, oh, hold on, I've got some peace here right now, I'm, I'm in peace, what is it that what I really want? You're not going to get peace, you're not going to get clarity if your life is just messy, you know, if it's all cluttered with I've got to do this, I've got to do that and this person said this to me today and if that's ruminating in your head all the time, you're not going to get any clarity. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> And so sometimes I have people in crisis. 
I can't do that work with them yet. If they're in crisis, I have to deal with the crisis first. Then we start looking at all the other stuff. And when people are trying to deal with crisis, what's, what's your advice to them? It's about managing that crisis, so whatever it is. So I'll have often have people come in because their marriage is really falling apart or um, they're, they're in great financial stress or whatever the situation is. It's like, okay, let's deal with this first. But then once we deal with that, you, do you want to have another crisis or do you want to start dealing with all the other stuff that you've been holding on to for such a long time that you haven't even looked at? So it's about um, what I find is that people procrastinate in terms of their life. Not talking about just procrastinating when you're not going to, you know, do your taxes and that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they procrastinate in your life in terms of, well, I haven't had that deep conversation with my partner. There's some things that are not sitting well with me and I'll procrastinate that. I'll leave it for another day. Yeah. And that builds up resentment. And then that's 10 years down the track, 15 years down the track, and they're not happy in their relationship anymore. <laughs> It's like because they didn't deal with that problem from, from the start. Now, I know you talk about when you, you're helping people with problems, you talk a lot about this concept of identity. Mm. Uh, and for, for the, the average person out there who doesn't, you know, look at transformation work that much, when you say identity, what, 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 are, you specific, what are you referring to with that? It's really about who you want to be. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, how, how do you, it's not about who you, um, it doesn't really matter what, what people think of you because everyone have different versions of who you think they think you are. <laughs> you know, it's not <laughs> really true. Yeah. It's like this person thinks so. My mum still thinks I'm 12, <laughs> you know, that doesn't realise I've grown up. But um, so everyone has a different version of who you, they think you are. That doesn't matter. It's about going to the world with the, with the person that you want to be, creating the person that you want to, you can create that. You can work out, okay, you know what? Um, I have, People believe this about me. I used to believe this about me, but what do I now want to believe? What is it that I want to be? What, how do I, like, it's your life. Because like I said, my life was almost taken away from me. Like, and I was like, wasn't happy with the way I was sort of just traveling along. Like, you know, nothing was going wrong, but it was just like, you know, on autopilot. I didn't want to be that autopilot life. I wanted to have an extraordinary life. I wanted to be passionate every day. I wanted to have fun every day, you know. So I want, I was looking, I know it sounds really morbid, but I was like, you know, what, when I die, what are people are going to say about me? Not that, oh, well, she, you know, she had a good career and she was a mum and, you know, she had a couple of houses. Wow, <laughs> that's not what I wanted. I wanted to be like, oh, well, you know what? I haven't planned a, a flash dance from a flash mob for my funeral. Like it's going to be go out for bang, you know, it's going to be fun. And yeah. that's what I wanted. I want, I want people to say, well, you know what? Life is short. Let's just enjoy it. Not have this mundane, um, you know, programmed life. You know, yeah, I like it. I like, I like the idea. And obviously the key concept here is to put more fun into life. And I think a lot of people have just let that slide for some reason. As you said, because people are too busy growing up. Yeah, I'm curious. A lot of people out there would not have heard of Psych K before mm -hmm. as a uh, transformational process. Uh, how do you describe that to people? Okay, it's it is a hard to it's hard to, to explain it. Um, it it is a, a 
it's a it's a it's a tool that I use um, to help people see their self-limiting beliefs. So they the process is is quite elusive. Um, you probably um, would have found that it's really hard. There's not much stuff on the on the internet to, um, about it, and because it, it is really difficult to explain. And um, when I got right into it, I was just like, oh, this is so strange, you know, because <laughs> I was a really clinical kind of person. So I was like, wow. Um, but I understand it completely now that it is about subconscious work because when you're when I work as a counsellor I'm only talking to the conscious part of the brain yeah and uh so I would find that people get so motivated you know like I'm going to do this I'm going to do that I'm going to and then you know a couple of weeks later they're like well, what's happened they've gone backwards you know it's not it's not working and so with psyche it's about communicating with the subconscious brain which is more powerful than the conscious part of the brain and having that real big um I guess uh transformation that you it takes which takes a long time when it comes to counseling so what's the uh, an effective way for listeners to communicate to their subconscious mind look there's other tools that you could use but well inside k we do lots of muscle testing um so you can do self-muscle testing yourself um but i always say to people get in touch with your intuition and uh, your intuition, I think, is very powerful. And again, we dismiss it like we we just think it's too wishy washy. Or it's not. Um, it's not. Uh, we can't trust it. No, you can trust it. And when you become um, more intuitive, the answers are there for you. It's just you're you're just guided. You're just. It's life is a lot more easier for you. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that muscle testing, and I. Uh... I know some listeners out there may have not have heard of it before. And you say that you can do self-muscle testing. Is there a, a something that the listeners can try right now that can that they can do? Is there something you could guide them through to do a, a, a at least a starting point of muscle testing? Yes, uh, it's not this one's not muscle testing, but it's a swallow test. Uh huh. Uh, so I'll, I'll try it on you, Ben. So yep. I'll just say my name is Ben, and then swallow your saliva. My name is Ben. Forward, okay? Yep. Yeah, I want you to say your name is Frank and then swallow your saliva. My name is Frank. Yep. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> Definitely not as easy. It's, yeah. it's not as easy at all as all. In fact, um, that's awesome. <laughs> Cherie, you're the first person. I have spoken to a lot of people in my life. You're the first person that has ever done a swallow test. And I'll tell you something hilarious about that. You may not be aware of this, but people in elite military forces uh, have a version of that where they will get uh, things like, remember rice bubbles, the cereal yes. rice bubbles? They will get someone to put a, a rice bubbles in their mouth and then they'll ask them a question and they've got to spit the rice bubbles out and answer it. And if they can't get the rice bubbles out of their mouth, it signifies that they are not 100% telling the truth because all the saliva <laughs> leaves the mouth. And I remember watching this was I'm like, geez, that's quite interesting. But now that you've done that, I'm like, far <laughs> out. That's the that's the same test. Like it's the same process because um, that's brilliant. I, I like that. A just lot. don't tell your wife about that. <laughs> just just like test it. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, um, why does that work? Why does that test work? 
Oh, because what happens is that your if your subconscious is um it controls all your your muscles and stuff, and it's obviously it's the same with anything with saliva and all the rest of it. So if something's not um, congruent with what you're saying, your subconscious is like, I, I call I what I say to my clients like the computer says no, <laughs> the computer <laughs> says no, sorry, <laughs> you know, and um it's it's finding something that's not congruent to to it doesn't mean it's not true, yeah. you know. You can change your name to Frank, <laughs> and you can be Frank. But then your subconscious will need to get used to that um, that new name. So like, can I can I use this for what can I use it for? Give me some questions that I can use this swallow test on. So it's not about some people. Are, oh, you know, am I going to you know win a million dollars? It's not that kind of stuff. It's more like um, it's it's really testing your subconscious um, uh, belief systems. Okay, so like I know some naturopaths use it for other things, but for what we do, is is more about um, your limiting beliefs. So a good one is, you know, am I worthy? You know, and if you can't swallow on that, then your subconscious is saying, computer says no. You know, it's there's a subconscious belief that you don't think you're worthy. You know, um, so I, when I did um, myself, um, I I had a sub uh, the, I couldn't say I love myself. So, and, and, and then when I tried to do the change work, still wouldn't accept it because it, it I had this, this idea that when, when I was like, I grew up in the 80s, so I love myself sounded so really vain. And so my subconscious really rejected that, that statement, but I changed it to I love me. It liked that one. <laughs> so it liked, it's just a, just a change of word. It liked it. So with some clients, it might be like a, I, I had a female client that the subconscious still would not accept I am strong because in her her belief system that women were not strong are not strong. So subconscious would not even let me do the change work for that. So we changed the statement to I am powerful. Computer said yes. <laughs> you know, it liked that one. So it's really about the choice of words as well. Wow. So that's quite fascinating that yeah. you can uh from this saliva response, your subconscious can tell you whether the truth is in that statement for your current set of beliefs. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what other little tips and tricks do you think you could offer the listeners that might be able to help them now? Yeah. So there's look, I have lots of different <laughs> tools that I use, and I, I use them all because I find that sometimes one tool doesn't is, doesn't work with with someone um so um you know i'd love i use um, hypnotherapy as well um but with uh people who obviously um just want to do some little bit of work on themselves is really just to find out like write that proper goal and, and i'll give an example of a goal that um i hear a lot um is i i want more money for instance i always people i just want more money so okay, if I give you five dollars, you've just got your you're successful now. You got more money, and they're like, no, that's not what I mean. And I'm like, of course, that's not what you mean. So don't set a goal that you just want more money, you know. And then what is it that you want? How much do you want? And why do you want it? Well, what is it? What is it? What's that money going to give you? Another one I hear is that tax lotto. Oh, the tax lotto story, you know. Um, I'll be happy when I win. I'll win tax lotto. I'm like, why? Like, what is it about tax lotto that's going to give you happiness i know people who've won that so it's still not happy so what is it like what's it going to give you what's going to allow you to do 
and don't worry about the tassel <laughs> and just strive for that. So it's it's really setting that intention and work out what is exactly that you want. If you don't set that intention, we're not going to get anywhere. Got it. So to find that underlying why then, I guess. Yes. That, that, that drives it all. Now, I know you've got this incredible Facebook group uh, called Finding Your Purpose that the listeners can um, join. So for the listeners out there, if you haven't already done so, please uh, jump on Facebook and have a look for Finding Your Purpose. Um, I also know you create a lot of um, incredible products around life transitioning, midlife identity, clarification and transitioning processes. But you also do a lot on stress management as well. Uh, and I know that the listeners can also jump onto your website, which is wellnesscoachco.com.au. So wellnesscoachco.com.au. And I know that uh, right on the homepage there, you've got some incredible giveaways that you have, uh, but also that you do some incredible one-on-one coaching as well. And I, I know that uh, any of the listeners out there that jump onto that website, wellnesscoachco.com.au, they're going to find a raft of uh, free information they can download and, and digest uh, but I also know that your um, coaching programs are having some incredible impact on the people that you work with. And I just wanted to, to find out a little bit more. If I was listening in right now and I, I get the idea now, I get it. I, I'm like, okay, so I've got to uh, be clear on my goal. I can't just say I want more money. I've got to be really specific about that. I've also got to uh, start to listen in to my own thoughts, you know, take some time out to find out what's holding me back and, and I also realize now that there is uh, an identity that I can create out there in the future. If you were to uh, sum it all up and, and say, all right, tomorrow morning I want you to do blah, what is that thing you'd want me to most do? If, if I want to get my life in control now, what have I got to do tomorrow when I get up? What's Run me through the Sheree magical... <laughs> morning or whatever it is that I need to do find that joy find the thing that lights you up like and do it don't don't just wait for next week or the weekend or two months like we you know that that's that's not going to happen do it now like work out what's going to give you that joy and do it you know if it's move your body <laughs> like it's another one move your body you know like get, get excited about who you are you know, and that's why I've got always put down like creating an extraordinary you. Don't just don't if you look, you're happy being ordinary, then that's that's fine for me, <laughs> you know. But if you're that person that's been feeling like this little thing in your in your belly where you're like, well, I'm I'm going through life, you know, and I'm just going through the motions, but there's something that's just not right. You need to you need to stop now and, and fix it because it's not that no one's broken. <laughs> it's not that. It's more like let's just work out what is it that's not working for you and change it because time will just go like slip away and then there's going to be like then you're going to crisis. We don't want to, we want to avoid crisis as much as possible. You know, it doesn't have to happen. Don't sweep that stuff under the rug. Just just clean it up. Nice. So to find your joy. Yeah. So do you have a final message that you'd like to leave our listeners with before we wrap it up? Just life is too short to be ordinary. It really is. You know, get excited about your life and find out what that joy is and do it. Nice. I like it. Life's too short to be ordinary. I love it. 
Uh, look, thank you so much for being part of the, the podcast today. I think our listeners had, had a great time. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. And again, if you want to find out more about Cherie, you can do so by visiting elevatebooks.com forward slash authors, where you find a whole bunch of information about Cherie and the other authors from the Elevate Book series. And always remember, giving yourself permission to do what you love is the key to elevating all areas of your life. And until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.